Welcome back to the Crown and Collins podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter and also now Instagram because, you know, branding and I just wanted to make it all one thing, you know, because honestly, I got tired of being sick of Johnson on Instagram. I mean, if you got the reference, you got the reference, but I mean, got to do branding correctly. Um, And Facebook, I don't really know her like that. So good to hear. Look, everybody. And I am joined by my friend and my co-host. Hey, y'all. This is Tal Bianca XO on your Twitter feed, a.k.a. DJ OBS on them decks, a.k.a. Switcheroni Tony Braxton, because I got a switch and Tony Braxton's a woman. And I didn't need y'all thinking I was talking about like Tony the Tiger or something. Anyway. Um, You're doing amazing, Bianca. I'm so happy to be here. And that is a, an accomplishment of a sentence because I haven't been happy to be anywhere lately. So I, I think everybody is just like, I think... I think Mercury is in Powerade because this, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. But I am happy to be here because for the first time in a long time, actually, we have a guest, um, my my familia, my comrade. I am so excited um, to have her on. And I'll let her introduce herself. Oh, sorry. I'm not used to being the one introduced. Um well, I go by Shawnee, um, natural underscore wonder, O-N-E-D-U-R-R on the bird, uh, one third of Bonnet Gang and the Triple Threat Podcast. Gang, uh, gang. A really happy to be here and yeah, trying to have some decorum before we act a fool. So my question is, if I sleep with satin pillowcases, can I still be in Bonnet Gang? Yes, because it's just like a flat bonnet. So it's like if you open the bonnet up, all right, so it's like, like, yeah. like, like a bonnet wrap, kind of. Well, not, not a wrap. It's like a bonnet sandwich, but only yeah, with like one piece of bread. Open, yes, open face bonnet. Yes. All there right. you go. There I'm you there. go. I'm in there. It's fucking lit me spears. Let's go. Yeah, gang gang is always trying to expand. Listen, I'm here for it. Indeed. Um, since Shauna, you are our esteemed guest, t- if you would mind telling our listeners um, just a bit about your podcast about what y'all talk about I mean I I already know because I am gang gang but for those for those who may be uncultured just give them a little taste well we appreciate you of course but it is me and my two co-hosts uh Juanita Tricity and we're an all-female podcast talking about sports music uh current events arts and entertainment we're pretty sports heavy because like that's you know, with the three of us bond on and we try and give that new look because, you know, it's pretty much a white dominated field. But uh, yeah, so right. So we give our hot takes consistently hot take house open 24 hours. And uh, yeah, we just go from there. It's a good time. It's a long time. I'm going to tell you all that right now. We, <laughs> we get don't you through the work uh, look, you got a road trip coming up. Bonnet Gang has got you covered. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I'm with it, and I and I love you know all the initiatives that women in sports are taking because one of the things I noticed as a result of my transition is all of a sudden I apparently forgot a lot about sports. So I just stopped taking in the discussions altogether because people were like, they're like, oh, you're a casual. And I'm like, yo, I've been a fan of this sport for over 30 years, like longer than you've been alive, and. Oop. You're calling me a casual because I don't agree with your like psychoanalysis of um, Kyrie Irving's 
sneaker soles and how they have an impact <laughs> on the way that his adjusted plus minus is calculated because of his breathometer rating. Fuck out of here. Right. And that's my thing. Like, niggas think because they're niggas that everyone else, like, you are a casual. Let's be clear on that. You're a casual. Hello? We are all watching the same game. We all have the same ESPN app. So just please just relax. Yeah. Listening to y'all, Sean, I think one thing that um, y'all said that I agree with and it stuck out to me when I really thought about it is that the way sports is covered now, um, especially because, you know, like you said, uh, unfortunately, mostly white male predominated field is that sports isn't covered to like cover the sport for the love of the game. Sports is covered now to like get a, get a hot take and a retweet. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I feel like that takes away from like people actually learning the game and understanding why, okay, this is why this happens. This is why that happens. This is why this player does this, this player is more skilled at doing this than that. It's like, Instead of analysis, everybody's trying to get the joke. Everybody's trying to be Dragonfly Jones. Right. Mm-hmm. And ain't but so many Dragonfly Joneses in the world. Um. And we don't, and it creates this divide because now you have, you know, so I am within sports, you know, as my day job. I'm going to keep that on the low in case the feds is watching, you know. But uh, <laughs> what's up, Cam? That's my <laughs> <laughs> hey, t- hey, vouch for me. Tell him we cool. We cool. I mean, yeah, you got it. You go for it. Um, yeah. Shout out to my cousin at the Pentagon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Sean. <laughs> uh, but there's this divide because now we're having trouble seeing athletes as actual human beings because you have all of these white writers that are so wrapped up in getting in on the joke and trying to be popular on Twitter and have that type of following that you forget you still got to be professional and answer like you got to look that man in the eye and answer for some things and a lot of them can't do that so that's like my professional my if I'm in my living room and I'm on my Twitter and I'm on my podcast yeah I'm gonna just shoot the breeze but like professionally if you can't look somebody in the eye and say what you said, you might want to calm down a little bit. And it's too many people trying to make themselves the story or trying to just, you know, get in on the joke. And it's hard to balance that because you can't, like you said, everyone can't be Dragonfly Jones, but it's like there's enough information and aspects of the game for you to get in where you fit in without everybody trying to be cookie cutters. And it's, I just would like to see I would like to see violence, actually. <laughs> if I think one person gets beat up, it changes the trajectory. You know, like Malice in the Palace had a point. Mm-hmm. True. And it needs to return, you know? Yo, you remember when, to... remember when Russell Westbrook had that run-in with that fan in Utah? Yes. I, d- 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 and, and, I was hoping that would have been... You up <laughs> and yeah. your wife. I was hoping that would have been a seismic change in how like fans comported themselves. And other, but they went the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Now they just, now they just on Twitter being dumbasses. And yeah. got I'm not here too for it. Like, I, got I don't too even, I don't even like basketball discussions anymore. Like, I watch the games and I just keep my shit to myself. Yeah, because you can't go under like a Woj tweet or a Shams tweet 
or even just like somebody's local beat writer, right, who's writing about basketball without seeing some shit, some stupid fucking prose that gets like one like and one reply um, talking about LeBron James or talking about Kevin Durant or something. It's like, y'all really don't know what y'all are getting, dog. Like, you know, I lived in New Orleans and I would go to a game like the Heat were playing or like the Lakers were playing or like, you know, the Celtics were playing or somebody like that. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah, my team, like I'm cheering for my team. I want them to win. But I know the greatness that's Kobe Bryant. I know the greatness that's LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. I know the greatness that's Kevin Garnett, um, Ray Allen. I didn't name that other dude on purpose. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck hey, that other guy. the shade. Fuck that guy. Um, so I I know the greatness that's standing across on the other team, right? And you know, back in the back in the nineties, right when the Bulls was kicking everybody's ass, you know, fans like when they made the good play. Right, Robin saves the ball to Pippen, who makes the perfect skip bounce pass to Jordan. Jordan finishes it off with the dunk. Like them people in Portland or in Denver or in fucking Miami or Milwaukee or whatever, they knew they were watching greatness. Yeah, and they weren't all wrapped up in "Ooh, I gotta, I gotta get a meme off about how Jordan's trash." Right? Like mm-hmm. they were just yeah. like, "Yo, like that was a good ass motherfucking play." I'm glad I got to see that shit in person. Yeah. And not only that, they appreciated the entire play, not just the highlight of, of Jordan finishing it. Right. And so, yeah, yeah now the, the discourse is just, it's just dumb. Like, I, I don't like it. Like, yeah, I don't like it at all, which is, again, why I appreciate Shawnee and the ladies at Bonnet Gang, because, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I listen, I live for this as someone <laughs> who hates the ground that James Harden walks on. <laughs> As some as somebody who loathes that nigga with 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 the the ire of a thousand sons, I appreciate all hey, thousand. Yes, <laughs> um, you know why. You know why. You we, we've been friends long enough. You know why I hate that nigga. I mean, I know why, but I want you to tell the people why because I think they need. A, I, need I think they need a crash course on it. Wait, okay. no, I actually don't know this story. There oh, we go. see, story time. Okay, Let's so go. Boom, Sean. Boom, our team. Remember in the finals when we had, you know, the young quartet of uh, shooting uh, small four 35, mm-hmm. Russell the Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka, you know, that core, right? And we, we was in the finals. Yeah, yeah. The, how f- absolutely fantastic James was like the, se- the series prior. Yes. Then he gets to the finals. And all of a sudden, the nigga forgets how to play. I would never, ever forget. Sean, you remember that one play where that motherfucker was nobody near him. And that motherfucker stuttered, dribbling like he couldn't even pick up a fucking basketball? Mentally, he was still at the strip club. Whole time. True. Whole time. And I'm just sitting here like, what the entire fuck is this like nigga did you did you like nigga did your brain turn off like mid game like what the fuck is this james that nigga's performance in that finals i'll never forget Stephen a smith going on tv like the next day or like when the when the finals was over and saying that that nigga was scared and i don't agree with Stephen a on a lot mm-hmm. on that moment as you should i, I true <laughs> true but in that moment i could not agree more that james was scared then the nigga goes to another team and has the audacity to, to, to ball out. Where was this in the finals, nigga? 
Mm-hmm. Like you literally disappeared like he was a fucking Pokemon using the move Minimize or some shit. Like nigga, what the fuck happened? So ever since then, it has been fuck James Harden on everything I love. So as a Thunder fan, I was there to pick up the pieces. So when Beard leaves, it's like, all right. I understood keeping Abaka over Beard. Like we already have, you know, world class in small forward 35 we already have a top guard in russell westbrook so it's like we can add other guards and shooters and stuff but like a rim protector and a big man those are kind of harder to come by than like a good guard yeah so a big, I a big under- man that had a decent like 15 footer yes so i like i'm kind of like with the flow of the team it would have been great to have him but I understood making that decision because we still were contenders year in and year out with the exception of the years we were unhealthy. So I got it. It's not like it was this huge drop off. And then at the end of the day, like him being a six man, he's not Manu Ginobili. So I don't think that would have worked out, but for so long, if he continued on his uh, trajectory. Right. My issue comes with now, all right, small forward 35 does his thing, whatever. Hence why he's small forward 35. Correct. So I I'm love, I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amongst kinfolk. But... Try. <laughs> I mean, I okay. Um no, please continue. No, sorry. So, you know, Russell Westbrook was the one that held it down. So, his MVP year, I'm just minding my business and I was like, yeah, he about to win MVP. Cause he, you know, he showed flashes of it when small forward got hurt and like broke his leg the other year and he went out of his mind and was on some other stuff. So he can absolutely win it. I'm minding my business, cheering for my Russell Westbrook. And all of a sudden Houston fans want to tell me that he sucks. And I was like, wait a minute. The way I was raised is you don't start stuff, but when you had, when it's brought to you, you finish it to the point where they think about starting again. So to this day, now I have to continue hating because you brought it to my doorstep. I was minding my business. And you told me that Russ didn't deserve MVP. Then you continue to say he didn't deserve the MVP That's he already analytics. won. Yeah. So now I got to point out every single bad game Beard has. I got to point out all the poor shooting. I got to point out the turnover uh, crowns he won back to back. I might mm-hmm. add. So now I like I'll take it there and we'll we'll stay there. And do we talk about I'm, Harden's defense or no? His what? Well, you can't talk about what isn't there. So <laughs> I would say <laughs> for all I like to say, think I set that up rather nicely for you. You're welcome. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm no Michelle Obama. I'm I'm not, I'm go not the lead low. I'm not the lead mic on this show. Trust me. I, I know how to keep a flow going. Uh, well, th- that is just a glimpse and taste what you would get over at Bonnet Gang and the Triple Threat Podcast. So please, the sh- uh, the link to the show will be in the show notes. Um, the links will be there. So please support Bonnet Gang. Shawnee, uh, Juanita, and Tris, they do great work. I enjoy listening to them, and I believe you would enjoy listening to them as well. And also support, support Black women and support Black women sports journalists, writers, just black women, blacks, women in sports that have opinions and jokes and facts and hot takes. We be coming, we be coming with the sense. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And we and we, we put the hot takes where they belong, right? Right. Mm-hmm. What I need to be saying were jokes, were, were slander meets Jokes facts. and, yeah, and they collide. Yes, indeed. So, again, check out Bonnet Gang. Uh, speaking of checking out things and paying the bills, Bianca, tell them a little bit about our, about what we got over here, Flawless Noises, and supporting the network, and then we'll get into the show. All right. So what I want you to do is go to www.flawlessnoises.com where mm-hmm. you will be able to see the entire, well, flawlessnoisesmedia.com, uh, where the entire run of shows is. Um, I'm going to have to clean this up from the top three. Go to flawlessnoisesmedia.com, right? We've uh, changed our domain host. Uh, we have flawlessnoisesmedia.com. And you can check out all our blogs that we keep. You can check out the podcast. You can check out a little bit about us, get to know us a little bit better. We got some little personal vignettes on there. Uh, you can also go to that support tab, donate uh, via PayPal, just send a little one-time thing. Or you can become a patron. What does becoming a patron uh, did entail? I'll tell you bonus content right you love us you love this network you love this show you love the stuff we putting out why not get more of it right and we understand we invite you to listen to all of this content but we're putting out a lot of it we know that we we can't dominate all of your time but if you like what we got going on and you just want a little bit more of us right that's a great way to get it so at the five dollar level it gets you just about everything behind that there paywall at the ten dollar level gets you everything that's behind the paywall so check that out get us get more of us in your life if you want you know again we are spreading the love within the world of sensible black podcasting i need to put that disclaimer out now because uh, because because all these niggas ain't these niggas ain't lawyers these niggas ain't loyal but um listen some of you niggas listen we need to abolish niggas on clubhouse my bad go go ahead bianca finish finish that was that was what i was going with this um <laughs> because i i do get to sit in on the rooms that you know become the place where the clubhouse discussion is like test feeding essentially a, po- a podcast topic and it's just like y'all don't have the range why are y'all doing this like do you not know yourselves well enough to know that just because you have recording uh, equipment and software that, you know, maybe don't talk about LGBTQ people when you don't have an LGBTQ person on your podcast. Like, you don't need to dispute us from through a window. And that's exactly what they're doing. It's uh, performative voyeurism, basically. So, again, with this here network, you get reasonable Black podcasts, sensible Black podcasting. So check out what we got going on for you here at FlawlessNoisesMedia.com. Indeed. And with that, the bills are paid. Um, so let's go on with the show. Um, a lot has happened and we need to talk about it because this has been a last week was a week and it's already starting off this week with some mess. So let's just get into it. First of all, some bad news. Um, we want to say rest in peace to Larry King, the longtime CNN host who became an icon through his interviews with countless newsmakers and his sartorial sensibilities has passed. Um, he passed last week. He was 87 at the time of his death. Um, so last year we talked, last week rather, we talked about last year uh, starting off to a horrible start with all of the deaths that we, um, all the losses that we suffered in the beginning of the month, you know, when you look at Kobe and 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 it it just felt like it like a, a a roller coaster from there of just us losing people that 
shit with icons or you know you know for better or worse you know for 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 worse or problematic but icons on people that we recognize in our lives nonetheless and let me tell you something 2021 better not start with this bullshit because <laughs> this is off to a horrible start already yep and right around the same time hank aaron passed away um also in his mid 80s um, i think he's 86 when he died and it was weird because uh, Clinton Yates, who's a writer for ESPN, who I have a ton of respect for. And like, you know, we even do like Jersey breakdowns on Twitter, which is really fun. Um, but he had taken a visit to uh, the Hank Heron Museum, which is in his hometown where he was born, where they converted the house to, you know, to the museum format. And he was like, you know, it rained. So I had a little bit more time to go like do some exploring and then that was almost exactly two years to the day before he passed away. So it was just like, damn, what, you know, what, what for timing, right? All right. So oh, also, Aaron was eighty three when he passed. Eighty three, yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, also to the to the home run Kang, right? Indeed. Like I that. Know, like huh? I, I I feel like like. Like when Aaron, when Hank passed, like everybody was saying how much he was a class act and how, how peaceful he was and like just a genuinely good person. And you know, who he who he was was who he was, you know. But I felt like and I want to see if I'm alone. This I also I almost felt like mad at like how white people were remembering him because it was like Oh, you know, Hank, you know, he endured so much and you know he he never fought back and blah blah blah. I'm like, nigga, he should have took that battle over some of y'all motherfucking heads. And I saw somebody say like legit, he could have been it was Chipper Jones. He let out a tweet and was like, he could have been mad, he could have been militant. And I was like, first off, what's wrong with being militant? Hello. Right. Especially if you understand where it's coming from. Cause so why why would that be a negative? connotation there but they were just like yeah he could have been this he could have been that but he wasn't and it just like I'm from South Carolina so it takes me back to the Charleston 9 shooting Mm. and everybody you know applauding them for wanting to pray and do all this and it's like that's y'all's prerogative but that doesn't you're hiding behind that to you know not admit that these circumstances that y'all help create are terrible and that's what Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron's legacy was according to these white people and that's why we need more diversity within uh, sports writing because I just felt they missed the mark and kind of made him this docile you know caricature to excuse racism Yeah, and to, I wasn't to excuse it. how they treated him mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's like they tried to MLK him mm-hmm like that's exactly was, that was the man it. was an all-star every year between 1955 and 1975 you know how many times he was mvp once that is that's a, the story that 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 right there is listen that right there is the story and once. it's like you're praising him for for you know his his oh he was such a kind so he could have but he didn't but why was y'all putting him in a position where he could have if he wanted to Right, you should have gave y'all asses that work. Listen, mm-hmm. listen, home run king, headshot king. Cause listen, and so. it's just really annoying to see that that's what they. Or I saw uh, like a dude for Deadspin 
use that as a time to get back at Barry Bonds. And I was just like, yeah, this is why I want violence. There needs to be the threat of violence in the back of every white sports writer's mind to get some act right about them. Because what are you doing? Right. That's right. So y'all, y'all too comfortable. That's the goddamn problem. Y'all too comfortable talking mm-hmm. out the side of y'all necks, and ain't nobody going upside them. But that can change. That can be arranged. That can be arranged. Uh, speaking of things that can be arranged, or in this case, in my opinion, shouldn't be arranged. Um, the NBA is talking about doing All Star Weekend here in Atlanta, and let me tell you one motherfucking thing. Nope. <laughs> No, no, no. Nigga, we can't even get these niggas to sit the fuck down without an all-star game here. What the fuck makes you think we need one here? But anyway, as I read the article, uh, the NBA and the National Basketball Players Association are discussing the possibility of holding an all-star game in early March with Atlanta emerging as the likely site, sources tell ESPN. The traditional All-Star weekend previously scheduled for Indianapolis in February was canceled due because of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. But sources tell ESPN that there are ongoing talks with the league and the union about a March 7 game in Atlanta that will be a far scaled down version of the typical All-Star weekend festivities, sources said. No. Don't fucking do this. I don't give a damn if it's. I listen. I don't give a damn how turned down that shit is. I don't give a damn. It can have no scales. Don't do it. Never say. Never say it again. Never say it again. And the cold part about it is, um, Andy Katz, I believe it was, just let out a tweet not too long ago about one of the games got canceled tonight, and I was just like, great. Like, nothing says vote of confidence like a canceled game after you announce an all-star weekend. That doesn't need to happen. Because I was like, you know, the Washington Wizards literally had to restart their season because they've been out for, like, the last two weeks. So how do you see that, see what's going on with all these postponements and say, you know what? We need another super spreader event. And we need it in, like, if y'all had kept it in Indianapolis, I would kind of trust it. Because what's in Indianapolis? <laughs> you know, so you can I mean, do it. Don't do it in like <laughs> I mean, I I guess Reggie still go there sometimes. I guess. Look, I just know Gary. Word to the Jackson Five. <laughs> so I like you could tell people stay in your room and not spread it in Indianapolis. That's easy, but Atlanta, Wakanda, shit, <laughs> Rona forever. That's what the fuck <laughs> like. Like, nigga, you want to host an all-star game in a city that is one of the leading that, that nigga, it's a, it's a new Rona case like every two minutes here in this motherfucker. And you want to have an all-star game here when half the goddamn league have, have the Rona in the first fucking place. I, but, you know, hey, capitalism gone capitalism. Oh, and my favorite part is we're making it an HBCU initiative. To where, oh yeah, we can have it on one of their campuses, and I was let's, like, okay. let's donate a round and error to the nigger colleges. Like, come mm-hmm. on, like let HBCU. Mm-hmm. Let's make it an HBCU event when the Rona is targeting black people specifically, and we are dying at alarming rates as opposed to our white counterparts. That sounds like a great idea. And not only that, but like when we talk about the HBCUs that need the. We talk about the ones that need the most assistance, right? Like just the 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 HBCUs in Atlanta 
Ain't it ain't them. Morehouse <laughs> Morehouse don't need any more of these targeted dollars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we just got Warnock in office. We don't need to give Morehouse too much more now. Uh, my, my my commentary was not coming from that place, but I understand it. <laughs> careful. I mean, no shade, but you know, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't have to be so careful because um, reasons, but <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. If you don't know, we're not bringing that up here. Because somebody actually tweeted me this evening and was like, why can't they just help HBCUs just because they want to? And I was like, oh, Hello. Uh, did you miss the because they want to part? Because uh, I didn't mm, want to. Mm. Exactly. Okay, the question. Right. The answer is in the question. Hello. Right. Hello? Exactly. There we go. So, but yeah, I I hope I sincerely hope they reconsider, but they probably not because again, if if there's if there's anything we know about America, is that money gonna talk? Mm-hmm. And what's the one thing that these rich and semi-rich and kind of rich niggas can agree on? Money. So. I hope they don't have it. I hope that Atlanta, like maybe we can protest or something about this shit or 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 send a strongly worded white woman letter like, don't y'all bring <laughs> y'all asses here with that foolishness. We got enough foolishness already going on, you know, hopefully, but, you know, we'll see. But this is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea. This does not need to happen. And nigga, and again, and shit, I fucking saw, like, before we record a fucking Trey Young talking about what would happen, which HBCU <laughs> yeah. we should do. And I'm like, nigga, it's a pandemic outside. The fuck do you mean? I was like, Rayford, please. <laughs> you know how, you, you know what HBC we could do? That one where you stay in the damn house. <laughs> like, read the room, and it's at some point, because I'm very pro-athletes' rights and, you know, them controlling their images, their narratives, being respected, this, that, the third. But y'all niggas got to read. Yeah. Because it is, at this point, very frustrating to watch, uh, you know, dabble in our movements like it's an after-school hobby for you and then not really do anything. Or you're doing philanthropy and revolutionary acts are two different things. And I need people to understand that. True. Philanthropy is good in and of itself and is necessary. But if we get the revolutionary action, actually change a system, we won't need to rely as much on philanthropy. But niggas want to mask that as revolutionary. And it's just like, y'all. Because, I mean, we being honest, a lot of philanthropy is just a tax write-off for them niggas. Mm. Hello. Like I said, it, it ain't it ain't nothing but a rounding error. They're they not gonna miss it. Is exactly exactly. And he, and honestly, with the 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 philanthropy acts that do happen, just like with politics, because you know money go hand in hand with that shit. Oftentimes, it's the bare minimum, even if even if that. A lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times. Yeah, like you so. a billionaire and you gave us a what hundred thousand dollar check. Like, move around. Exactly. Speaking of moving around, um, some old niggas need to move around. Um, in particular, Shaquille O'Neal's ass. Um, Cause nigga. Uh, but anyway, Shaq doubles down on his uh, criticism, um, his war of words um, with uh, one Donovan Mitchell. Um, 
which Shaq, I, what is, I, anyway, l- let me just read. Um, Shaquille O'Neal has been roundly criticized. Um, also, I, I, I caught that shade, uh, CSBC. I saw, I caught that shade. <laughs> um, Shaq, Shaq has been, the only thing that would have made it better if they put in Chuck at the same time. Um, Shaq has been, because <laughs> uh, them two niggas are very large. And very round and very loud, round and wrong at the same goddamn time. Uh, Trifecta. Uh, listen, but um, uh, yeah, Shaq has been criticized for the interview with both fans and modern stars like uh, Kevin Durant um, and LeBron James speaking in Mitchell's defense. But rather than apologize for a statement, O'Neal has doubled down on it. On Monday, O'Neal posted an Instagram slideshow showcasing former teammates Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Steve Nash, Gary Payton, Penny Hardaway, and LeBron with a caption that read, this is what greatness at the guard position looks like. I played with the best to ever do it. You know I know what the best look, look like. Hashtag don't have to be hate. Y'all know I... G14 classification to what I say. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's his little hashtag. Uh, I can say whatever I want to because I, wo- I won several rings. And it's like, okay, but shut up. Anyway. Um, thank you for Because I didn't know what that was. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the clarification, Sean. Because I, I thought that was just old. I thought that was like him being on some Carrie Hills and shit. So you know, I'm tired. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It's all good. I'm tired of that generation of players so goddamn much because basically what they're doing is they're writing the Jordan's the best and nobody is going to be able to compare. They're writing the coattails of that argument into just being assholes, right? So like Barkley's doing that, Shaq's doing it, and that's really all it is. They're just like that generation of players has an air of untouchableness about them and you know, they, you know, and don't get me wrong, they were they were great players, right? I'm not about to take that from them, but this thing that they're doing is very, like, intentional. And Kendrick Perkins and his garbage ass is trying to get in on it now, being contrarian just for the sake of it. But and it's not, it's like, like nigga, on, you, or, you were a glorified garbage pan. Let's be clear. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if you could Yo, get... Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins was on, uh, on Twitter, I want to say Sunday, tweeting about, oh, uh, Stan Van Gundy, he ain't getting it done. I told y'all so. And then somebody went and pulled the clip of him mm-hmm. talking about how much he loved the hire. Exactly. And it's like, dog, the internet don't forget, nigga. You your your stick is running dry. And it's like, nigga, you got paid a lot of money just to be on be on the court, take space, and look like you just farted, nigga. Shut up. <laughs> Again, as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I have <laughs> suffered. I, I <laughs> listen, y'all don't listen. Sean, to tell them they don't know our pain. He was you on know, the Pelicans too. I know y'all pain. I know it very see, well. He's I, hurt I, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. Kendrick Perkins done scammed a lot of folks out of a lot of money. I, re- I remember the Amnesty Perk days. Trust me. I, I stand in solidarity with you. Listen, gang, gang. We are anti Kendrick Perkins. Because <laughs> we got him fresh off of, uh, you know, the Celtics where he was yeah. the enforcer. And he, because I was like, I got to go back and look at old Boston clips because there's no way this nigga was that garbage. He is a two pack, literal double pack of trash. And listen, it's just like. Listen, we paid that nigga two, we paid that nigga $20 million to be mean. And he wasn't even good at it. He didn't fight nobody. Right. <laughs> 
Because the thing is, when Wardell Curry pulls up and, and looks you up and down and then has words, you're not doing your job as an enforcer because nobody does that to Adonis Haslam. Nobody does that to Zach Randolph. Hello? Like, nobody does that to the actual, like, boogie cousins, the actual enforcers in the league. But niggas still feel comfortable pulling up on you. Why is that? Hey, like, bro, you let a light-skinned nigga look you up and down. Like, you got to fight. It's, it's, it's Jermaine O'Neal syndrome. He, he wasn't tougher than nobody. He wasn't three inches taller than and even then, I did this, yeah. Y'all know, yeah, listen, yeah. if you were there for Jermaine O'Neal's career, you know everybody he picked on had something in common. It was six, eight or shorter. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's, let's, be, I mean, let's be clear. Mr. Artis was the enforcer on that squad. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we, have the, Jackson, we have the video to prove. And, and Steven Jackson, you know, as, as weird as he could be sometimes. Yeah, he was he was up he was right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Boban to say he one of them niggas that can't go back. Right. <laughs> he has to make it because he can't go back. And if he go back, we might not see that nigga again mm-hmm. ever. Is yeah, but I agree with I agree with both of you. Like, oh niggas just need to shut up. Like, if you not and see back to your point earlier, Sean, about like white riders, like it's them. But it's also old niggas. Like, the niggas, like, I think, what, probably, what, maybe, maybe Grant Hill? Like, maybe David? Well, no. Well, it depends. Sometimes David Aldridge will be a hating ass nigga, and sometimes he oh, actually, yeah. actually do his job. You, yeah, you I was going to say, I him. think when David Aldridge does it, I, I even if I don't agree with it, I kind of respect it because I know he don't just traffic in, like, just being that person, right? So, yeah, that's not his usual MO. Right. Like, I, I can take it coming from him. Um, Jalen Rose is another one. He doesn't really get into that. I think he, he, he does try to do well to make space for the fact that, yo, the athletes we're watching are really good at what they do. Yeah. Now, he yeah. can be corny at times. Very yeah. corny. Yeah. It's extremely corny. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'll I'll take corny over abrasive unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if I had to choose, like mm-hmm. I would choose his level of corniness over Shaq and Chuck just being stupid old being assholes, yeah. Yeah. Not even just being stupid, just being assholes, right? Like because the thing is whether they're right or wrong is irrelevant. It's it's in the just the borderline disrespect for the players they seem to have as people. Yeah. You know what it feels like? It feels like old. It feels like the old NBA nigga version of Nikki. Like you bitches is my sons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't have to be like that. Like none of these people are really threatening. Like your legacy is solidified. Be be confident in that and just relax. Because Shaq, it's like he be beefing with. Every nigga over six nine, and it's like for what? Like Rudy Gobert has nothing to do with you, right? Right. Dwight Howard, you know, believe in yourself. Shut up, nigga. You in dessert? Like, bro, come on. Like Dwight Howard liked that nigga. That's right. the thing. Like they be trying to pay homage, and you want them to kiss the ring unnecessarily because it. It for me, it got corny when that became his go to when talking basketball with Chuck. You ain't got a ring. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, okay, so are we here talking about championships or are we talking about actual basketball? Because stop doing that, please. Exactly. And, like, to be honest, like, that's the whole thing with that era of basketball player 
and also that era of basketball players, player fans. Like, it is why I hate Jordan fans. Like, they, like, on his own, I mean, granted, I don't like him as a person, but as a basketball player, that nigga is, is absolutely phenomenal. If Not my goal. But yeah, not my goat. But if that is your goat, I cannot reasonably disagree that you are making a foolish decision because that nigga was fucking was fucking phenomenal. But mm-hmm. nigga, basketball did not end and did not begin and end with that nigga. Right, and that's what they be acting like. Like, you know, Jordan. Yeah, he got you know he got you know Reggie Miller and Charles Barkley and Carl Malone bitch ass away from getting the ring and. That's cool and all, but there were other really good players in that era, and so many of them had just straight up, straight up gotten forgotten about because all they want to talk about is once Jordan made it to the top, he never lost. But it took him for the six rings he won. It took him seven years to get there, right? Yeah, he got his ass beat like literally and figuratively. And, and niggas got respect, the nerve to call uh, you know they call Larry Bird like a broom closet janitor, and it's like, come on, get out of here. Yeah, would you go here, Sean? Sorry, I didn't mean. Uh, no, it's, it's all good. Okay. Like Isaiah Thomas, he he is not scared of that nigga, and I respect it because, like, I'm the I'm the villain in your origin story. So y'all, hello, need, hello? you know, pump me up a little bit. Exactly. So, no, it's it's just weird, and like, again, it's that old nigga can't nobody tell me shit, and it's like the the thing that kills me is like, bro, how are the niggas that you are 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 praising? Telling you that you wildin' and you still don't shut up. Like, nigga, you use LeBron in a montage to be like, you know what greatness is. Okay, greatness is telling you to shut the fuck up and let these young niggas cook. So, like, what what is truth? Mm-hmm. And it's just so. going to be really interesting to see how the game gets covered once LeBron retires. Because that's like 98% of y'all's ratings just comparing old Shitting players to LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it, it revolves around Braun or whatever he does. Like it's, it revolves around Braun, what he does, what he doesn't do, who he's being compared to, who he's not being compared to. You know, shitting on him, like Bianca said, or or overcompensating and going a little too too goddamn far with praising him on the other spectrum. It's like so much of how basketball is covered. Uh, and honestly, it's been this way for shit ever since he came in the league. Like, so much is centered around what LeBron is. And once he retired, it's like, okay, so what? So what's y'all identity? Like, what are y'all going to talk? Just like, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, these are not the same people, obviously. But it's like what kind of what we was talking about in the pregame, like when not at 45 is gone. Like, people that made a personality off of talking about him at nauseum what are they doing now now that he ain't in office no more? Like, kind of sort of similar thing with LeBron. Like, once he retires, people that made a personality off talking about everything he did, good or bad, what are you going to do when he's not around anymore? We're going to find somebody else to be, to be you know, punk-ass niggas about. It, it, trust me, it's always it's always on my waiting. True. True. Again, like Sean said, we just need to choose violence. Yeah. We just always. need to choose violence. Uh, speaking of choosing violence and uh, in the realm of Shaq, um, he apparently is going to be taking a job here in Atlanta soon, um, according to the Henry County Sheriff's Office. Uh, he is going to serve as the agency's director of community relations uh, as a part of the sheriff, as, as a part of the 
shares a strategic plan of bridging the gap between community and law enforcement um, is paramount and Shaquille O'Neal will be a big part of that. Um, so basically they're going to get Shaquille um, O'Neal, you know, the self-proclaimed sheriff uh, to talk to these niggas and get them to, you know, like the police. Because Killer Michael yelling at y'all, that <laughs> wasn't enough, right? Killer Michael, you know, Miss Keisha Lance herself. Oh yeah. You know, you know, we just Clifford. didn't have enough people here in Atlanta to be like, you know what, the the police are not that bad to you, nigga. Stop, stop complaining. So now they're gonna get a literal cop. <laughs> a a big ass literal cop, but a, a cop nonetheless. And they got him like way too late because, like, again, we don't like Shaq right now. Right. So it's like of all people to try and get us to listen to, not him. Right. Like this is not gonna go well because outside of basketball, and honestly, even in basketball, depending on the day, Shaq is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like this is not gonna work how y'all think it is. <laughs> like of all the niggas that you want to try to get to like make niggas like the police and trust the police, like like nigga. They covering up a a a a a goddamn murder of an unarmed black person right now, and you want niggas to trust the police by using Shaq, girl? I guess, <laughs> girl, I guess. Um, but moving on, um, moving on to other news. Um, R and B artist Tremaine Songs. Uh, was arrested at the AFC Championship game this past weekend. Um, if the Associated Press would be kind with me. Um, Trey Songz was jailed overnight after he scuffed with police officers during his arrest for not following coronavirus protocols and other rules at the AFC Championship game in Kansas City, police said Monday. Songs, 36, whose name is Tremaine, Tremaine Alden Neverson. I did not know that nigga's <laughs> name was Alden. Okay. Uh, yep. Sound like some old nigga alone, don't it? Hey, Alon, Alden. We have this black water mist. Um, if you would like to try something else, we have this Alden Sapphire. Nigga sound like old nigga middle name sound like old nigga alone. Anyway, uh, he was released Monday while an investigation continues. Jackson County Sheriff spokesman on uh, Lavandale Dark said. Uh, no charges have been filed as of yet. Uh, Songs representative um, declined to comment on Monday. Um, so I'm not going to hold you. Um, when I saw this on the timeline, because I didn't watch the game, because um, I, don't, I don't really keep up with football no more. Um, haven't for a while. So when I saw this on the timeline... You just ain't kept up football since 28-3. Girl, <laughs> fuck you. Hey, but look, I understand it. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I mean, it was that, and also, you know, I don't fuck with the NFL's politics like that. So it, was, it honestly it was both. Hey. I know you're not talking because you don't even keep up with football like that no more. Your team good. I don't, and it's for that. It's it's for that reason that we talked about, right? In terms of uh, them fucking over Kaepernick. Aww. But my team didn't blow a twenty-five point lead in the Super Bowl, so I mean, it's on my tribe. They they had uh, you know a loss 
in the playoffs again, right? They heartbreaking, right? The, the last four have all been heartbreaking in their own little way. But wait, Bianca, who's your team? Uh, I grew up a Saints fan. Ah, well, you got to watch one. That's that's cute. I did. That's right. That's cute, that... Right before it fell apart. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say it fell apart then. I would say it fell apart the year after that when the Super Bowl was in New Orleans and they conveniently uh, accused my team of a scandal that didn't actually happen. And then as soon as my team was eliminated from playoff consideration that season, they were like, oh, there was no scandal. Sorry, y'all. Uh, yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> this, this, is, this isn't my hair brain soaked the shock I take. This is the fucking truth. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> they really did just come back. It was like, yeah, no, nah. yeah, no, nah, that, yeah, no. Nah. But uh, they're like, yeah, no, no, nothing happened. Yeah, they really just did come back like psych. But um, damn, the, the Saints are six and eight. They can't go to the playoffs. Cool. Uh, yeah, they didn't do anything wrong. We we're, we're gonna let. Uh, that was alternative facts. Alternative yeah. facts. You know, that was all bad. That was all bad. Nothing to see here. But uh. Yeah. Every everybody you know knows that except for the people who like to do dumb shit and like again Schefter's mentions as soon as he even tweets about the Saints. But uh, you know, y'all ain't heard that from me because again, I don't really be talking about football like that. True, but yeah, in but back to back to Tremaine. Um, when this when I saw the video, um, the first thing that popped in my mind was, uh, well. This is kind of what he has been alleged to do to women. So I, mean, I ain't saying, but I'm just saying. And so something just told me to like really withhold judgment of how I really felt about it. Then I saw, you know, earlier today, like more stuff has come out, like allegedly, like it was because he wasn't following protocol. Like basically he refused to wear a mask and they was like, nigga the fuck. <laughs> and which makes sense, right? Because Tremaine, just like a lot of artists, have you know been out chilled, you know, doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Like it ain't a whole goddamn panchetta outside. So, and usually when we have seen, you know, at least from our, well, I can recall whenever I see Trey Songs out and about, he don't really be having no masks. So, I mean, it kind of would make sense. Again, it's still alleged at this point, you know, they're still investigating. But I mean, if he got, I mean, if he got, you know, put in a chokehold because his stupid ass were, was refusing to wear a mask and a goddamn Ponderay play, hey. It's just so hard to stand niggas because as soon as you try to, they embarrass you because it was like Trey Songs beat up a cop. And I'm like, well, he also beats up women. But if he's beating up a cop now, okay, cool. Well, he beat up a cop because he was not wearing a mask. And I was like, God dang it. Yeah. So it's just this weird roller coaster of emotion. And I'm like, never mind. I have no comment. Right. Right. You you gotta turn into that uh you listen, you turn into that uh Squidward meme of him looking and then just putting back on his shades. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, because I mean I do stand beating up cops, but like you said, he also assaults women. And then it's like, I mean, he beat up the cop, but like he was in the wrong because like, nigga, you are outside. First of all, you should be in the house. Number one, you you are rich and you have a you have the means to be in the house and not be bored. So that's we could start and end there. But you chose to go to this, you know, football game, which, you know, again, you know, just like we talked about the NBA's capitalism, the NFL's capitalism, because nigga, 90 percent of them niggas got Rona. 
and they, and they just like, you know, we just don't keep on throwing this, keep on throwing, keep on keeping on, Charlie Brown. So, you know, it is. it's it's a, listen, capitalism. It's what's for dinner. Um, and so them niggas was like, you know, we're gonna hold the game, and it was perfectly within Trey's right to go to the game, albeit stupidly. But you know, if you're gonna go. Go, but nigga, you have to follow regulations, and those regulations stipulate you wear a goddamn mask. So if you wasn't wearing a mask and you got into it with the cop, I mean, I'm never gonna take the cop side. But if you got beat the fuck up because you didn't want to wear a mask, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's not a bad time to admit that one of my favorite people to impersonate badly is Trey Songs. Oh, it's so easy. Wait, do it. You got to do it now. Yeah, do it for sure. Okay, hold on. Uh, <laughs> okay, so imagine imagine if somebody gave Trey songs uh, some Rihanna songs, right? And he was like, Sex with meals, so amazing. Hold on, work, no temptation. Like, <laughs> the way he put that quiver in his voice, like he like a, a crying child that's having that, that crying <laughs> Hey, because somebody tweeted and they was like, he yodels, and that really changed my life. Yeah, because he do. Like, do. <laughs> Whoever told you that was spitting them facts. It's like, nigga, how, how you yodeling and crying at the same damn time? What is this? <laughs> I don't know what I do without you. Trey Song's voice now. Limited fake Trey Songs. That's what that's what we're going with it now. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't have no opinion about this. Is it just me hey. or do that song sound like purple rain? Okay, and that's where it gets blasphemous because he did try and do that tribute. <laughs> now, Bianca said that for a reason, and I can't stand her. Oh. <laughs> she did. She said that oh. shit for a reason. Oh, oh no, I played into it. <laughs> it's, it's fine, Sean. It's fine. <laughs> Bianca, Bianca being an asshole aside. <laughs> That shit will forever be funny where he performed that shit in front of Prince and Prince was just like, what is this? Okay. All right. There, there. <laughs> but, uh, well, a shit in this case is his, your side of the mask. And in, in this case. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, like that's, that's really all I got. I, I really, you know, I mean, I can't go up for a cop, but I also can't go up for a nigga who was not wearing a mask, who also assaults women, so, you know. Uh, you know. It's just put us, like, that's an easy win situation, and a nigga still found a way to put us at a disadvantage here, so. Uh. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And, um, I don't even know how to segue into the, you know what, and speaking of, you know, men who unfortunately assault women um soldier boy tell him uh, uh, uh. is being sued um uh he is being sued um on the grounds that he beat and sexually assaulted his assistant 
Um, a woman who worked as a professional assistant for rapper Soldier Boy alleges in the lawsuit filed Thursday that, excuse me, excuse me, the artist sexually abused her, beat her, and held her hostage. The woman said she began working for Soldier Boy um, in California at the end of 2018. The lawsuit, which was filed in Los Angeles County, identifies the assistant only as Jane, Jane Doe, uh, says the abuse began uh, when Wade... The abuse began when the woman's uh, uh, when Soldier, I'm sorry, when Soldier sent the woman an unsolicited picture of his penis shortly after she he she started working for him. Uh, the pair did end up in a consensual relationship, but by January of 2019, he began physically abusing the woman. The suit said, and in February, he sexually assaulted her for the first time, according to the suit. Um, so that boy showed up. Uh, all right all right all right all right um he ain't got no business oh, uh, Bianca. oh. <laughs> um, why this... you gotta do that all right <laughs> deandre that nigga's name is deandre deandre cortez wade I'm not gonna lie, that hurts. Like, I don't regularly listen to Soldier Boy, so I can continue not doing that like I already was. I would say, why would you listen to him? <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you just get nostalgic and like I gotta hear she got a donk real quick. Just you know what, fair, because that was a moment. Fair. Fair. Because he gave us like a good stream and then on into the Travis Porter era. So I'm thankful for what he contribute to that party music. So, but it's like, I don't listen to it. It's just, now I got to look at you funny. And it's just like, we can't have nothing. Yeah, I'm not about to be sitting around on my streaming service being like, yo, I'm about to turn Soldier Boy on, bro. Like, yeah. Lyrics, is, they, they speak to me, bro. Like, you got to understand. Like, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's not that with him at all. And I don't understand people who do feel that way about him. But LOL, smiley face is not in rotation for you. No, it is not. <laughs> Shocking. I was right. the note when that song came out. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, but it's that. just like even if it were to like come up as a memory or something, it's like mm, turn it off, turn it away. That stinks. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's is. I hate to say it, but it's not surprising to me that um, these allegations, um, because I mean, just looking at Soulja Boy, like my memory, I remember how he treated Nia Riley. Like, and that shit in itself was abusive. And Nia has spoke about that herself, like how like trash she was. And like, we saw it like shit. I mean, granted it was reality TV, but some of that shit, like, especially like in the early days of reality TV, like they was on, like you could tell like, a lot of that shit was not scripted. And I just remember, like, she used to, he used to just treat her terribly. So if he could do it to her, he absolutely could do it to another woman and then take it up a notch, unfortunately, with, like, physical assault. So my um, my heart goes to his victim. Um, I absolutely believe her. And we'll keep an eye on this story. And, you know, hopefully she, hopefully she finds some semblance of justice um because lord knows this um <clears throat> this system 
um, goes about trying to be seek justice for um, victims of assault, especially when the victims are are women. So, mm-hmm. um, shouldn't have done that, soldier. No, right. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of things and speaking of uh, how the system fails victims, um. Last week, you niggas did something extremely strange. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that set up. Like, I'm so intrigued. What happened? You niggas did something extremely strange in that you believed a... (laughs) You believed a story from... from (laughs) applejuice.com That the charges against one Tory Lanes were dropped. Oh my god! And you decided to run with that shit from motherfucking MediaHotSlaps.com <laughs> to the point where Tory's own goddamn team had to come out and be like, "Uh, yeah, so them charges ain't been dropped and the trial is is has not even started yet. So, uh, yeah, that was fake news. But the fact that you niggas, Des Bryant, was so quick to believe and run with that shit. Motherfucking Source Magazine, who has been around for since 1987. And ain't been picked up on an Alpha Magazine stand since 2007. True. The fact that Source Magazine ran with this shit and didn't verify with nobody. How you a magazine named Source and you ain't got no sources? How you a fashion show with no fashion? Uh, What's the uh, square root uh, of this uh, apartment? Uh, Eight something. Like, I just do not understand. I do not. Well, I understand because misogyny. But how... Were you niggas so quick to believe some shit? First of all, just for the sake of argument, let's say that the charges were dropped. I mean, they they ain't, but let's just say they were dropped. Charges get dropped all the time, B. That don't mean that nigga didn't do that shit. Because here's where I am with that. The nigga admit he did it. So I'm like, why do we keep doing this? That he, admitted, he did it. Like, I didn't listen to whatever project he dropped, but I looked at the synopsises on my timeline and I think he had tweeted it or something. But, like, in so many words, he has admitted he did it several times. So I'm like, if the nigga's telling you this, why does it matter if the charges were dropped? He told you he did it. Everybody's yeah. telling you he did it. Yeah, the woman that he shot is telling you that he did it in his own music. He's basically pulling uh, OJ talking about if I would have done it. Like, mm-hmm. what more do you need for you to believe that this nigga shot her? Because nigga, oh, as far as we know, one but three of them niggas in the car, and we know she got shot. So process of elimination. Making... Yeah, but like at the very beginning, they was making up fan fiction talking about well, he shot. Uh, you know, trying to protect her and miss or whatever, whatever. So, like, you still believe he did it. Hello? Now, the worst theory is the one that goes, he found out she was trans, and then he shot her. And it's like, Bruh. that's not even true, bro. Like, what are you what are you on about? That's just, 
you're just taking a chance to be transphobic. And right, transphobia at its finest. What, bo- what bothers me about it is that you know people run with that, but then also they don't realize that like that's a cis woman who is being subjected to transphobia. Hello. But they don't ever see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. They don't ever see it that way. They just see it as, oh, ha ha, that's that's jokes and that makes sense. He should have told her. I mean, he should she should have told him that that she was you know whatever. And it's like, come on now, no, don't do this. Yeah, ignorance knows no bounds. But like, bruh, I just want. Well, again, I know the answer, massaging it, but bruh, they start do not slap this hard for y'all to be this goddamn stupid. That man ain't never made a project this fucking good. That listen, listen. I ain't never heard that a song by that nigga that was that fire for y'all to be this motherfucking stupid. Where you would take motherfucking grape, grapefruitjuice.com as reputable sources. Because the thing was, I didn't even see like the initial report. I just saw the conversation about the report. Then when I saw where the report came from, I was like, I know y'all fucking lying. Mm-hmm. Like y'all look so thirsty to 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 attack this woman who don't do nothing but make who don't do nothing but mind her business make good ass music and help y'all niggas party exactly now honestly she be seeing she should be sitting her ass down in the goddamn pandemic however also true but <laughs> that don't mean she should be subjected to the bullshit y'all y'all project on her in defense of this nigga who shot her in defense of Daystar a, a nigga named Daystar like boy, if you don't take your motherfucking four four tough ass to fuck on some goddamn well and get out of my life, nigga, deport this nigga. Listen, what do you know? What let me not say that. I often say something real fucked up that will go against what how I, what I stand for politically, and I'm not gonna do that. Um, but yeah, you niggas is trash. Uh, must, uh, it's believe black women until you believe black women, right? And. They start not that fire and fuck again. Fuck they start anybody that level. And y'all track. Um now, last speaking of last week, last thing, then we're gonna take a break and go to our palate cleanser of HBCU fashions. <sighs> this motherfucking inauguration. <laughs> The noggy. First of all, I love black people. Um, <laughs> let me say this. I found it extremely disappointing that not even two days removed from Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth, uh, national holiday. And three days removed from his uh, actual date of birth, I found it very disappointing, albeit predictable, but still disappointing nonetheless. It was very sad to see people who celebrated a man for his rightful criticisms and fight and organization against the US's, uh, the state um imperialistic white supremacist capitalist um bullshit 
um, like the Friday on his birthday and then the day of his national holiday, we spent like the whole day not allowing white liberals and Republicans and just anybody that didn't know what the fuck they was talking about when in regards to MLK. We spent that entire, basically the entire weekend be like, no, this nigga was a radical. This nigga didn't fuck with no capitalism. This nigga didn't fuck with the U.S.'s warmongering. He didn't fuck with no, nobody. He, he didn't give a damn about, about nobody um, goddamn representation. He didn't give a fuck about none of that shit. He was like, injustice and uh, a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We spent the entire weekend pushing that point home to be like, no, you white liberals, y'all are not going to take away this radical black man's legacy. This nigga was a radical. He ain't fuck with none of this shit. He, the state was his enemy, not white people, not just racism. The state was his enemy. That's why they killed him. And all that shit went out the window on inauguration day. Yeah, I dislike so much that he tried to always make him seem like he was a pacifist because he liked suits and went to church. Like, come on, dog. Stop stop playing an MLK face. Exactly. And like, again, I expected it from white liberals. Like, me and Shauna was talking in the pregame. Like, white liberals have been like, we defeated, you know, we defeated a dictator. We did, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, we can breathe a sigh. Like, I, I expected that from white liberals. So I wasn't even necessarily mad. They was annoying as fuck. But I wasn't necessarily mad. All right. But you niggas. <laughs> you niggas went from fuck war criminals and imperialism on Monday. And by Wednesday, you niggas was like, let us enjoy things. Now, let me preface this by saying this. I am not above jokes. I was making jokes my damn self. I like some of the funny jokes. Again, I'm not above jokes. I'm not about... I'm not above being like, you know what, Michelle, that outfit was cold because it was it was cold as fuck. Literally and figuratively, Michelle, like she she did that. I'm not above. I'm not saying that that is a bad thing. I'm not above that. Again, I was doing that shit myself. But, bruh, motherfuckers are sitting up here telling you, hey, this is a like a war criminal reunion. That's not people, quote unquote, being miserable and ruining your fun. That's fucking facts. Like, how the fuck you niggas in the one goddamn breath be like, we not finna let uh, George Bush, um, uh, we not finna let George Bush rebrand, but then, then in the next goddamn breath be like, let people enjoy things, stop bringing up that these niggas war criminals. Nigga, it can't be both. And again, the fact that you niggas did this two days removed from MLK's birthday, it's like, nigga, it's like, and I get it. Everybody learns at their own pace. Everybody reaches different politics at their own pace. I get it. But nigga, at least have some kind of consistency. Compartmentalize. It's like, you know what? We, Trump needed to fucking go. Okay, cool. But bruh, the nigga that is replacing him, uh, to quote you, Bianca, on an old episode that we had when, uh, when Will was still with us, yeah, Joe is better than Trump, but not by a lot. Not by a lot. And, a lot. you know, I even said, I think I, I think I really, I think I posted it everywhere where I was just like, you know, yeah, like I don't have to fight against Trump. And in the world where I get to pick my own opponent, I don't fucking want it to be Trump because I don't, I don't get anything out of the superlative battle of, wow, I, I made people who support Trump see the, no, fuck that. 
But nigga, this just means I have a slightly easier enemy to fight. You know, somebody who might be capable of feeling shame, somebody who, you know, might be able to have an ear bent. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, you know, the, the sigh of relief. But the thing about a sigh of relief is it don't last for so long, right? It's a sigh. You don't you don't sigh for hours. You might cry for hours, you don't sigh for hours, nigga. Like that's what I was that's what I was doing. Trump when Trump was, I was crying for hours, right? Because I hated the fact that, yo, like the chance of getting some shit passed that I need to protect my life is dim. Yeah. And the ways in which, you know, I talked about at the beginning of the show, people passing all this anti-trans legislature, like the chances of getting them out of there were slim when it was Trump in office. I, I acknowledge that. But the thing about picking an easier opponent is I still got to fight. Yeah. I still got to fight. I still got to fight for everything I want. I still got to fight for every advancement that yeah. I need today so that another trans woman can live a little bit easier tomorrow. Yeah. Like so it's it's a easier it's an easier opponent, it's a slight slightly easier opponent. But that's like what the language that you just used is key. It's still an opponent. Yeah, like like and that's a, like nigga. Do I do I trust him to get shit done on my behalf? No, I don't because he don't he don't have the same worldview as I do, and it's stupid. It would be silly of me to well, think that that this man who is as old as he is and is as politically involved as he is and hadn't done it already it's foolish for me to think that oh just tomorrow he's just gonna be like rock solid about the the shit that matters most to me and with the record that he has Uh. also that but you know here now he's 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 in this role and he's got this capacity and this capability to disappoint me and lead me astray and he's got some undetermined number of it right to also maybe come through for people like me and be the one who will be the difference maker for a lot of people like me, right? Um, as for what that ratio is going to look like, I mean, we're going to see, right? Like, I'm not about to sit up here and tell you that I expect nothing, right? Because that would then be a discredit to my capacity to fight, because again, this is still a fight. And if I and the people who are rowing the boat in the same direction as I do, if we put in the work and we can't get it done, then we got to look at, okay, well, why, why didn't it get done? But my expectations for him as an individual, they're not very high. Because that's precedent. Because, again, his record is his record. He has not given you a reason to have it very high. Yeah. And so... Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, so I appreciate that at minimum, right? At minimum. And we should, we should have a talk about other minimums some other time. But at minimum, Joe Biden can feel shame. Right. Like, I think we can all agree that Donald Trump was physically and mentally incapable of feeling shame. And that's why when he got kicked off of Twitter, he immediately ran to the POTUS account because he couldn't imagine the shame of not being able to use his real Donald Trump account no more. Mm. Beyond that, I don't know. Right. And I even wrote on Facebook, I was, you know, and I, I think I put it on Twitter, too. I put the we finna see me, right, the, the we finance uh, shop sign. Yeah, that now says we finna see. I put that meme up because that's where I'm at with it. We finna see. Yeah, but it's not it's not that we finna see because I'm just about to spend all my time as an observer looking at the process. I'm going to get involved in this shit, and I've been involved in it. Uh, Yeah, I was just about to say, Trump was not my enemy. The system was my enemy. Trump was the head of the system, and and Trump 
and again, the ways that he was just incapable of feeling shame made the fight look, sound, feel a particular way. I still got to fight, though. Yeah. My life depends on it. The life of, again, that, that the, the trans woman who's not out yet that I keep citing, I'm still fighting for her, too. The trans man who needs to come out one day is, you know, inching out of the closet but ain't there yet because he feels like the world ain't ready for it yet. I'm fighting for him, too. Yeah. And I'm fighting for black people. And I'm fighting for immigrants. And I'm fighting for uh, disabled people. And I'm fighting, you know, and, and, on and on and on and on it goes. So in order for me to fight effectively, I have to, at minimum, perceive them as capable of feeling shame. Because if not, I'm just screaming at the wind. But at the same time, I don't expect much from them, right? That's the, that's the give and take, right? I don't expect anything. So my expectations are non-existent. But my need to fight is very existent. And I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep pushing it. I'm going to keep pushing it. I'm going to keep pushing it. You know, the way I was doing it before was I was trying to reach individuals, right? Hey, don't believe all this bullshit they're saying about trans people, and this is why. Now I can say, look, we can take this shit to the offices. And now that you believe, and you believe, and you were wavering, but now you believe, and you believe, and you believe, and you were uncertain, but you're willing to go along with this because you like her, let's go. Let's do this. Let's make some changes. Or at least attempt to. Uh, Shani? Um, I'm kind of coming from a different perspective. Like, I don't... Like, it, it is a fight. So I still don't fully think they're capable of feeling shame, so we have to make them feel consequences. And that's exactly. kind of the issue I'm having. Like, we didn't make Joe Biden work for our vote at all as, as a whole. And when you point that out, you become the enemy. Like, so you want Trump to win? No, I want somebody. Like, I, I don't think you should have to fight. Or we should have to fight as hard as we do. We should have to, you know, stay abreast of what's going on. But, like, this lesser of two evils, it gets old. At some point, we should have, you know, we shouldn't have to keep settling for evil so there were several candidates there that were you know that seemed to be at the very least even if they were ignorant they could be informed and they could be truly pushed left joe biden never really felt like that but it's just that's what we were that's the hand we were handed so and to your point like a sigh only lasts a moment so you got all these people talking about let us have this. We let y'all have it on November. Right. We we let y'all like y'all was dancing in the streets, literally, for the lesser of two evils. How many days do y'all need? And then every day after that, it turned into, well, he's not in office yet. He's not in office yet. Like, let him get in. Even and though his, the nigga was working. His campaign or his staff is still being put together. He's still, you know, issuing statements on his plans. His 100-day plan, this, that, the third. We're still seeing him waffle on certain issues. It's right there. He's a career politician. So it's not like he's, you know, Beto O'Rourke or some some young buck that's going to really have to, you know, get his feet wet with this. This nigga knows his way around the office. And, you know, you, you yep. can't talk about him. And now this suddenly the narrative has shifted. And he's only been in for a few hours. Dang, he just sat down at the desk. It's only been two days. It's only been a week. And I was like, okay, so what's the moratorium on this to where we stop saying it's only been? And we start right. saying like, okay, we should start feel because, you know, he's talking about opening schools back. 
he's talking about you know uh the bipartisan stuff and and our checks done cut down to 1400 and now he's willing to you know negotiate with the republicans about the the um the cutoff for who makes what and who qualifies to get this this little raggedy check that you already done stripped down and isn't enough and it's like he's saying stuff he's putting information out there and y'all keep and when I say y'all, like the people that keep arguing us that want more, y'all are making it abundantly clear you just want it to sit back and do nothing. So if you're going to do that, please just do it in silence and leave us that want more alone. Because this was the compromise, right? Like you can't in one breath tell people, you know, if you don't vote, then you don't care and you better vote and then do all this. Vote, 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 mm-hmm. vote. Vote will push them, vote will get them in, will push them, push them, will hold them accountable. Well, it's looking real bad for holding them accountable because let me tell you one motherfucking thing. The fact that you niggas was defending him lying about them goddamn $2,000 checks to my fucking face. Golly, bro. Like, like, nigga, let me tell listen. Ain't a damn soul, ain't a damn soul here in Georgia that voted that wanted to vote in twice in two elections. Ain't a damn soul voted for no motherfucking fourteen hundred goddamn dollars. You can kiss my black ass, cause that's already said. No, cause nigga, if you let's see, cause first, you know what? I'm not even gonna dignify that shit by saying if you want to, because nigga, first of all, nigga, you can't play in my face saying that the the num- the the number was already fo- was always fourteen hundred, nigga. They tried to push the two K checks and that shit got rejected. That's what pisses me off because y'all niggas was the same ones arguing. Well, it could have been zero. Okay, so and we all understood that that was that administration, and we right. all understood that the vote in Georgia was. To, for, to determine how much you know we this administration get. yes so that was the thing if you give us this we can get the 2000 because these people mitch mcconnell wasn't trying to budge that was the narrative that was the narrative and i mean mostly true because i mean it did come out that joe had a hand in the negotiations and you know nancy, yeah. nancy was yeah. um, on some bullshit but <laughs> generally speaking Mitch was the obstacle for the most part, generally speaking. That was a narrative, right? Okay, okay, so boom, Georgia, you pull through. We can get these two $2,000 checks plus more. Ain't a damn soul said no shit about no motherfucker 1400 until like the day, the day after. And the fact that you niggas was in my face, lying to me, playing in my face, defending this shit, this is a bad precedent. One, for him, because nigga, this was a simple lie to avoid. Mm-hmm. This was a simple lie to avoid. You either say, hey, you know, even though it's stupid, say, hey, these niggas already gave you 600. That was kind of a down payment because we're going to do this bipartisan bullshit. We'll get you 1400 when we get in and then see if we can get more. That is a easy thing to communicate. But the fact that they didn't and they purposefully led niggas on to get votes this is a bad precedent because if you will lie about something like this, who the fuck knows what else you'll lie about? And it's also a bad precedent. down to right that right there. This yeah. is the simple, this is the easy. That was a layup. This was Maurice Space blowing that goddamn dunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad we got to bring that back up again. Right. Like nigga. Never a bad time. Never a bad time to bring it up. But like nigga, this is 
is setting a bad precedent for that. And this is also setting the bad precedent for voting men to hold them accountable, which is looking like a lie. Because, nigga, if you can't even hold them accountable about this, if you can't even hold them accountable about this, we big doom, baby. Lord knows what else this motherfucker may do, especially given his track record that's going to be either some bullshit for us here or some bullshit internationally or both. And y'all just like, I mean, at least it's not Trump. This is not setting a good precedent for none of this shit. And if I could jump in, I think people are kind of losing sight of why we even want these checks. People need it. People are hurting out here. So, you know, we can argue and go back and forth on Twitter. But I think a lot of these liberals like to look, you know, politically aware and look like they're smarter and more evolved than everyone else. Like, yeah, I knew the whole time it was going to be fourteen hundred. Like, you a fucking lie. Yeah. Cause you didn't tell nobody. No, because I don't remember seeing no tweets. Cause that would have been an argument. So I don't remember seeing no tweets from none of these people that feel that they are so ahead of the game that they knew what he meant the whole time. Or you know he's a liar, and you know politicians. Like, what do you gain by admitting this and and trying to be and withholding that information? Cause ain't yeah. that what? Cause ain't that what y'all get on? You know, woke Twitter and leftist Twitter and radical Twitter about. That they exactly. have this information and they, you know, know so much, but they don't share it. They just use it to win arguments and stuff. Now y'all doing the exact same goddamn thing. Cause why? Cause if you always knew it was fourteen hundred, why did you have niggas out here looking stupid? Right. Cause that <laughs> goes against their whole like voter die thing. Cause you can't tell people to vote and then actually say that oh it's not gonna change much or you're gonna have to compromise some stuff and not get what you're actually voting for. Cause that goes against what they're they're berating us in the first place. Hello. So you got all this double speak going on, and it's just like, y'all, it's not even about winning arguments at this point. It's about saving lives because, like, rent is due next week. Yeah. Again. Uh, Again. After we just paid rent. Again. So, So I'd say all that to say. This last week was a lot. And again, me and Bianca, we've said this time and time again, these next four years, uh, honestly, I'm being generous saying the next four years, because honestly, we can just harken back to last week. But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm coming in peace after I just cussed. These next four years is going to show whose fight, whose fight, whose enemy was the state and the system and whose enemy was Trump. Mm-hmm. Because right now, I'm going to just go ahead and say, it's looking real. My opponent was just Trump and nothing else. Yep. So That's like I told you, you know, last time we talked about, you know, those kind of people and how somebody told one of my homies, like, straight up, like, they would not say Black Lives Matter, but they were so willing to, you know, fuck the cops, fuck, you know, ice, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, like, no, that, like, nigga, this is Black Lives Matter. We. <laughs> All this other stuff, like, I mean, yeah, that's that's been a part of our fight, because that's part and parcel for us. Like, we've been under the thumb of the police, you know, carceral state, you know, fucking up our families and shit. Nigga, you, you just got here. Like, All right. And you mad at the police because, you know, some vain superficial shit, and we mad at the police because they fucking kill us. Exactly. So, our fight ain't the same. Stop trying to make it so. All right. But uh, that has been it uh, for the serious part of the show. I know we've been going on a while. Um, usually, this is uh, usually we try to wrap things up um, 
earlier than this, but we had a guest on, and it's been a while since we had a guest, and I feel like this has been a, a great show. So y'all are welcome. So right now we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and then we'll come back to wrap up the show with a palate cleanser of laughing at these HBCU confessions. HBCU fashions. Oh, God, please don't let Hampton be on there. It's funny you mention that. Oh, God. <laughs> Hampton's on there. <laughs> Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we're back. Um, this show has been kind of heavy, but now we do our favorite thing as a palate cleanser to do HBCU fashions where we basically laugh at y'all trash. Um... I mean, we prefer to do these as opposed to six brown n words because the fact that y'all still get six brown chicks country when it was when like we was all on the timeline where they got exposed for not only writing themselves them goddamn questions but also they had a MAGA girl on their staff. Like that always surprises me. Like when y'all retweet them, it's like y'all do realize they we literally exposed them and outed them for writing their own shit, and they had a Trump supporter on the staff. So like, kind of weird to me, but you know, I mean. Damn, I forgot about the Trump supporter shit. I remember the screenshot of the email, you know, the front two being the same, and I, I remember that, but mm-hmm. damn, I didn't realize there was five brown chicks in Joy Villa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that, because they tried to get sassy with us for pointing out, and it's like, oh, we, we got our own, thank you. Well, I actually know you don't, because one... Y'all knew, and then two, you're only doing something out reactionary because you got called out. And three, not only you getting called out for it, but she's still on the staff. She's still credited on the staff on the website. So, I mean, you get sassy with us, but y'all the one over there kicking it with uh, with Maga Magdalene. So, no, not Maga Magdalene. Help. I mean, that's I mean, why we only tell Tia Murray happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tamara, Tamara said she called her husband mayonnaise boy. <laughs> oh, she's so embarrassing. Yeah, she is. Uh, speaking of embarrassing, let's get into these fashions. <clears throat> okay. Shauna, just a heads up. I'll read these as is. So, uh, oh, no. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> When I want to date, I look at my ex-lover's proposal pics. 
He lied about having a girlfriend and then made me a SC. I'm assuming that means side chick. All the men I talked to treated me like trash. Looking at them reminds me of the hurt so I won't date or fall again. A good man is not worth going through several frogs. H-U. That's Howard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love how you were like, nope, that's Howard. That's that H-U. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I we say that like... Yeah, I say that while doing the Marge Simpson. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that's definitely hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I relate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. Hamptons get signed H.I. <laughs> yeah, we H.I. you. <laughs> um, but young lady, uh, the only thing I have to say is... Uh, Stop looking at your ex niggas proposal pictures. Why why did you do that, Sharon? Why? Why did you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you do that and then write to HBCU fishing that you did it? Yo, that's an all-time callback, by the way. Like that True. Twitter account is apparently gone, but that tweet is in our memories forever. Yeah. Just like a just like a stack of money. Why did my ex GF fave that tweet when I said I got laid off? Why did you do that, Sharon? True. It's the part where he knows like Sharon was watching. <laughs> no ads, just Sharon. Sharon, the the North heard of the North remembers. Sharon remembers. Mm-hmm. And we Wait. all remember Sharon. We don't know who Sharon is. We never find Sharon that name, but but we remember Sharon. We remember what Sharon did. Mm-hmm. Favorite of that tweet where that man got laid off. Yeah. Hey yo, uh, chick, burn that picture, please, and just right. yes, burn. Listen, pull an Angela Bassett. Yeah. Just burn it and let's move on. You'll be okay. You will survive. I testify. Mm-hmm. Through the trials and tribulations of a nigga who lied. He had, you know what, let me stop. I'm going to go on a whole song tangent. <laughs> and I already did my singing for the day, so. True. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh no! Let's not do that. That that's domestic violence. Um. No. <laughs> traffic in them circles. Okay. Let's let's um. Uh, <laughs> let's get a little clubhousey. <clears throat> oh boy. I'm not moaning. PCR. <laughs> PCR. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never change, Sean. Never change. <laughs> All right. My girlfriend calls me misogynistic because I said I don't like how the music industry only gives attention to brown skin slash light skinned women who fit the beauty standard. But am I wrong? Imagine all the dark skin slash big girls rapping that have more talent than motherfuckers like Cardi B. Anonymous. Dang, Lee, go ahead on somewhere. <laughs> I'm conflicted because Sweetie was right there. Why did he I have do- to say party? <laughs> <laughs> like, because right, Cat is right there. Because Cardi do got some troublesome shit in her background, but like she got called on it, and now her message is consistent. I mean, I you know, I yeah. what I about, you know what it was before, but I will say that like her message has remained what it should have fucking been all along uh, since she got called out on that shit and. 
I don't know. I'm not like at this point. I'm not waiting on the shoe to drop the card. Yeah, Sweetie was right there. Uh, Doja Cat was in the racial chat showing feet. She she's right talented there. though. She yeah, was, she was true. findable. She's yeah. so talented, but she's such a fucking goofball. It's, yeah. Now, now, Sweetie on the other hand. Right, beautiful gowns. Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful gowns. <laughs> but Lord, the wraps. Got mm. mm. So it's like Buddy was making a point and then missed the plot they, completely. Like niggas will make a plot and then just drive off a cliff. And it's like, stop the car, stop the car. Oh, okay. All right. Exactly. Like, nigga, you was right there. And honestly, I'm not going to hold you. Uh, your your girlfriend called you misogynistic because, like Shawnee said, you was making a point and then you just went off the rails of that motherfucker. So, now, <clears throat> next one. But you know, these niggas all little Wayne stands, so they're not used to making a point. Yeah. They're not used to making a point carrying it all the way through the completion with consistency. So mm. uh, next one. My ex-boyfriend stole my puppet and won't give her back. I, <laughs> he bought her for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> my ex-boyfriend stole my puppy and won't give her back. He bought her from me, but as soon as I decided to break up with him, he stole her because he was salty. ASU. That's <laughs> 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 the audacity. I mean. Can you go to court for custody? I don't know what to do, girl. I don't know. <laughs> like you claim child? Can you claim child support on the on the animal? Yeah, like I don't. I... I'm sure white people can. I don't think they let us do that though. True. 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 Steal back. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> his barber. Yeah. I... <laughs> Ooh. Ultimately, Ooh. that is like the go-to for everything. I don't care what the situation is. Right. <laughs> just fucking just mean spirit. Listen, what listen, choose violence. Yeah. I mean not violence that could land you in prison, but choose violence. Fuck his barber. Yeah, and not against the dog, because you know, Peter B Peter B on some stuff. So Right. Peter B, you know. <sighs> Peter B. You know, again, again, yeah, have a point protect the animals and then you just go off the rails with your racism and your sexism and your misogyny and your homophobia, your transphobia. Did you kill a black person? Well, actually, let's talk about that because one, <laughs> yes, they would. Two, right. do not make that comparison again. Three, shut the fuck up. Yes, immediately. Exp- expeditiously. Next one. <laughs> I'm laughing because I already looked at, at the school. Next one. <clears throat> Is it okay for your significant other to have someone they had sexual relations with on social media and occasionally communicate? Spellman. Oh, honey. If it's oh, my God. Like, <laughs> uh, 
let me let it know. <laughs> so you know she's talking about man belongs to the streets. So you know she's talking about a Morehouse man. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I know Girl, the Morehouse nigga. man already tried to talk himself out of it. Like, no, no, no. It was just it, what? Okay. <laughs> Like, girl, that nigga belongs to these Atlanta streets. Let me tell you something. Yeah, no, we just we just know each other, baby. Come on now, don't 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 make it all that. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Don't, don't be like too for us against me. Like, yeah, no, girl, let, let no, that no nigga go. Speaking in big ass words that don't really belong in a sentence. So. Yeah, Ti basically. I mean, you clearly don't trust them, or you wouldn't be writing. HBC. You know, Shawnee, I'm glad that this is your first time here and you have come to the point where we always come back to the very salient point mm-hmm. of why are you writing this to HBCU officials? <laughs> so, sis, apparently it's not okay and you know why. Call inside house. Mm-hmm. Next one. Oh my God. <laughs> Brace yourselves, friends. Because we're about to go left. I love this. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I just think it's funny she cheated on me with a white man with cornrows. <laughs> Howard. Oh! <laughs> I, I love the dramatic effect right now. Because <laughs> I was like, I need the school. I need the school right now. <laughs> Whoa. Um. Oh my God! Question: Does he really think it's funny how that happened, or? Mm. Mm. Come on, Sean. Ask the hard hitting questions, because um, (laughs) you weren't mad. (laughs) I ain't mad. I just think it's fucked up. You don't answer fans. But honestly, mm, that's one of those situations where it's like a double L. Like, them chicks would be trying to expose, like, well, yeah, your dick was small anyway. And it's like, sis, you love that dick for a moment. Yeah, you, you were with it for some duration of time. Yeah. yeah. So you this were. isn't where his house was dirty and he had bed bugs, sis. You stayed? You were yeah. in that bed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right. like, you telling the world you got You was a broke ass nigga, sis. You opened your wallet. He took he took you to a coffee date. Like, girl. I'm so you selling the world like that, exposing her for you know, she's with a white man with cornrows. Like, yeah, that's embarrassing for her. But like, but what did that say about you that your girl cheated on you with a white? First of all, that your girl cheated on you with a white man. Number one. Yeah. And then number two, I mean, she, she got on and left his ass. That's that's the that's the way it goes, according to uh, the poet Agrio of Illinois, uh, Kanye West. Yeah, I. I mean, I I'm just—I would not have shared that. All I'm saying. Yeah, same. but like, you don't look too victimy here because your game ain't tight enough to protect your woman from a white man with cornrows. Right. Like, honestly, you failed the answer. Alabaster braids. Oof. Uh, yeah. Like, honestly, you. I, like, honestly, you failed the ancestors. <laughs> Killmonger is not happy. <laughs> Bury you in the ocean, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, let's yeah. see. Uh, what in the world? Okay. This one anonymous, but I'm just gonna say it's fam you. Um <laughs> that's not funny. 
<laughs> no, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's our go-to. Whenever it's anonymous, our go-to is just fam you. Because fam, you be wilder than these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> all right. <clears throat> I'm attractive. I'm going to read this motherfucker as he is. Thank you. I'm attractive to the point you'll think she probably a hoe, which makes guys approach me a lot, but I'm a virgin. And I'm scared to let guys know I'm one because they're going to think something probably wrong with me. Anonymous. There's a lot of things going on in that. First. Yeah, come on, come on, Sean. Because we probably think the same thing. Come on. I'm just trying to unpack and unfold the mm-hmm. virgin thing. That's, you know, nothing wrong. And you technically don't have to tell people you don't trust. So you can feel them out. It's okay. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. But I'm attractive enough to where they think I'm a hoe. I hate to break it to you. They think we're all hoes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have went there. That, that was kind of yeah, unusual angle. It went left for me. Yeah. So I just... Um, baby, Um, whoever wrote this confession, anonymous girl, fuck with these niggas think. Yeah. And also fuck with the kid. R.I.P. the kid. R.I.P. <laughs> the kid. Wow, what, a, what an era. Right, you know, we brought back. Uh, why did you do that, Sharon? And and the kid in the same day. Look at us, Twitter historians. This is the podcast. It's not about Twitter. Hey, who needs Soldier Boy? We got every other bit of two thousand right. history. Oh, la- oh my lord! Okay, <laughs> next one. <clears throat> I was talking to this girl, heavy as fuck, for about seven months. She's amazing and probably would have been my dream girl, but she mentioned literally last week she has a two-year-old kid. That's literally <laughs> the only deal breaker, so I told her, and she hates me. Shorty, you're the one that hid a child. UDC. University of D.C.? Wow! The right? When did they start getting involved in these things? The right? That's the first time since we've been doing these since we've we done seen that. Mm-hmm. Hey. But- but uh, yeah, he said he went for um, what's that nigga name? That was Carl Thomas. With, no, no, the one that was beefing with Drake. What is his name? Drake Pusha uh, T. Pusha T. T. Yes, he went for Pusha T. You are hiding a child. Now, was it hiding the child from the world or hiding you from the child? Stay woke. Cause I feel like you know he ain't he can't step up and and take care of responsibilities like he ain't for her. She has every right to be mad. I agree. Stepdads are just the ones that stepped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can just picture Shauna saying that with like a kufi in the in the lady's <laughs> eye. Oh my god. I <laughs> mean. Doing that meme? Yes. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Like the, the Megan the Stallion where she just got out. <laughs> With the little, with the little goofy. And then, full disclosure: if this were reverse, I would be changing my stance completely, and men would be trash. That's how I feel. Bring I mean, in the dancing lobsters. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's oh, see. let's see. Um, hmm. All right, next one. <clears throat> My boyfriend still texts the girl he cheated on me with. 
What, there's nothing that can come after that. Like, <laughs> I mean, end of sentence. I mean, honestly, honestly, we could end the damn fishing right there, but there's more. <clears throat> My boyfriend still texts the girl he cheated on me with. He claims that she is just there for moral support. <laughs> <laughs> I've asked. <laughs> I've asked him to block her, but he won't. Should I beat her ass? Because I found out that not all of her convo, all of the combos are respectful to our relationship. TXSU. Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. Did he just say he has an emotional support hoe? <laughs> Show title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for I was wondering like what are we going to use for the show title that is definitely an emotional support hold that is it thank you Shannon. oh my god that is fucking hilarious <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but you're not wrong <laughs> this nigga said no this, this young lady said that her boyfriend text the woman that he cheated on her with and that is nothing serious he just used he just got her for moral support and you went through the messages and found out that he was more like moral mouth than moral support girl first moral off he went back after yeah. he cheated that's your fault yeah, I do not mm. Mm. moral mouth I don't. I don't like either of y'all right now. <laughs> should you fight her? No, you should not fight her. Leave that woman alone. It's been through enough. Got to right. deal with your drama. Like she, she dealing don't... with your mess and your nigga. And then got to send him back with his dick pre sucked. Like, mm-mm. This is already... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> This is already doing enough. Leave her alone. Oh my god. He cooked head. <laughs> you ain't doing it from scratch. You ain't getting it out the south. Mm-mm. <laughs> Sean <and> never changed. Y'all <laughs> <Yeah>, try. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking screaming at the moral support hole having his dick pre <laughs> Help. Help. Help Heavenly Father. But girl, the... fuck it. Girl, stab him. I just like, what are you Listen, again, we listen, choose violence. Or if listen, if not, get one of your cousins that ain't got shit to lose, get them to do it. And if then not, go apologize to your homegirls because I know you've been putting them through hell and done caught an attitude with them unnecessarily. Cause I know they done told you to leave. Yeah. Or you cut them off because you knew they was gonna judge you as they should. True. Go reconcile with your friend group and get rid of this nigga. Correct. 
Correct. All right. The last one, and then we're going to get up out of here. <clears throat> I've been rapping lately, so I told my family to post my music on their Facebook. My grandpa posted it and commented that I'm not from the hood and I'm a real life pussy. <laughs> I had to cash app him $50 for him to remove the comment. I should be allowed to lie in my raps in peace. Anonymous. Fam, you. Um... <laughs> like when granddad mixtape come out, because that's a bar. Yo. Put granddad on SoundCloud, because he the realest nigga out right now. Do y'all remember that old nigga who was rapping? <laughs> Which one? Uh, the nigga who was rapping about having a bad knee. Only me is back. <laughs> oh shit! Hold on. let me let me put it on right fast. Oh my lord! But nah, yo, granddaddy. <laughs> like the. F- Yeah, nigga, your your grandpa got brolic on you, dog. <laughs> like, dog, your grandpa, you you asked your grand, you asked your family to promote your music. Your granddaddy put it on his Facebook and was like, "Yeah, my grandson a bitch ass nigga." <laughs> That's the part. That's the part. He could have stopped that. This isn't the lifestyle that we raised him in, and left it at that. But he's trying to be creative or whatever. This nigga was like, not only is he not of that life, this nigga is soft. Despite my best efforts, like your grand, your your old granddaddy said, you are a bitch. Like, bro, like, how do you like? You gotta fight your granddaddy at that point. <laughs> like, uh, like, and then ran your pockets, like, bro. Like, honestly, your granddaddy to go. Honestly, <laughs> he made more off of that song than you ever will. Yeah. Do you realize that? Yeah. Oh my god. Your granddaddy said, "Hey, I ain't with this. I ain't with this fuck shit. This nigga lying. This nigga. This nigga. This nigga is from the suburbs. We raised him well. We put this nigga was in church every Sunday. He cries during the Lion King. He's. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I do too, and I'm the most ass <laughs> nigga out here. But you know, he was like this nigga." <laughs> This nigga was this nigga every Saturday was watching four kids TV. Oh man. <laughs> this nigga is not about that gat that he that he say he told. This nigga is a fraud. This nigga, your own granddaddy was a hater. Said you wet the bed till you was seven. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Your business is out there. Oh no. He hit you with ether. He your granddaddy said we need we put this nigga in a booster seat. Mm. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this nigga was wearing geranimal short sets. So it's like it's not he don't even res- it's not that he doesn't respect your your artistry and your music. He don't respect your being. So that's why I'm kind of like, how do you rectify that at the next family gathering? Right, like he don't respect your soul, my nigga. Like, ugh. Like damn, like I'm like I'm oof oof. 
Like, how do you like? You can't even say shit because that's your your granddaddy. Like, what you gonna tell your what, what you gonna tell your daddy? Hey, dad, granddad called me a bitch ass nigga. Your your dad gonna be like, I mean, yeah, oh, he, he got a point. We wasn't supposed to say anything. That was supposed to be poker talk. Like, damn. Like at this point, you like at this point. <clears throat> at this point, you gotta fight your granddaddy. Not because he right. I mean, not because he right, because he is, but you just gotta fight him for, for like your pride, nigga. Like, damn something. Shit. There's gotta be some violence, yeah. Like, you how many times I gotta shit. teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> God dang. Whew. But yeah, that was you gotta be like, I went away, I learned some things. Still the same, but I ain't changed. <laughs> Oof. I think that was a perfect one to go out on. I don't think we could top that if we tried. Um, <laughs> so this is the end of the show, everybody. This has been a long one, but I hope you enjoyed it. Shawnee, thank you so, 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 so much for rolling through. This has been a blast. Absolutely, guys. Thank y'all for having me. Indeed. Real quick, just again, plug in and tell the people where they can find you, unless they're a weirdo, which in case don't. But... <clears throat> Yeah, you voted for Bush twice. Like, stay where you at. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Once again, it's natural underscore wonder, O-N-E-D-U-R-R. Or you can follow us at at Bonnet Gang, uh, just standard Bonnet Gang, no spaces. And yeah, get into some of our foolishness. Uh, Me and Jeremy will be cutting up on the timeline. That's going to happen. Speaking so of bonnets, the bonnets well. on the before part of the Busted Challenge been hitting. Mm. Yeah, that's my about. favorite part. <clears throat> yeah. So much so that I don't switch out. So <laughs> True. But yeah, uh, me and Shauna will yeah. be on the timeline cutting up. We're going to do that anyway because that's just how we use. Mm-hmm. 2021 year of the grandson. Stream cut the grandson today. Uh, you know what? All right. All right. That's it, everybody. Peace. Good night. Baby.